7.32 a.m. And now it's time to take a look at the, some of the editorials from the Korean newspapers. A different view with Grace Park joining us the studio. Good morning, Grace. Good morning, Ki. So today we're actually going to cover two topics. First, about Korean conglomerates trading between their affiliates. And second, about the banks manipulating their lending rates, which we did talk about yesterday. Um, the local newspaper editorials had various opinions on both of these issues. So let's take a look at the first topic. So can you give us a bit of a background before we start? Sure. Uh, South Korea's Fair Trade Commission, or the FTC, announced yesterday that it has found that trading between companies affiliated with South Korea's large business groups has been on a steady rise despite tough regulations. Under the current regulations, which were revised in 2014, inter-affiliate trading within a business group whose owner and family hold 30% or more of listed affiliates is banned. For unlisted subsidiaries, the limit is 20%. According to the FTC, inter-affiliate trading by 203 companies has been constantly rising, reaching 14 trillion won in 2017, with the portion of such trading standing at 14%. Such trading is blamed for allowing owner families to easily net large profits by having subsidiaries award lucrative contracts to each other, undermining the principle of fair competition. Then now let's take a look at some of the editorials and starting with Seoul All right. Um, the Seoul Shimun started by comparing statistics from the previous years. In 2013, companies subject to the regulations reached a banned inter-affiliate trading amount of 12.4 trillion won. In 2014, after the regulations were revised, this amount decreased temporarily to 7.9 trillion won before skyrocketing to 14 trillion won in 2017. The figures show that the problem has worsened even after toughening up the regulations, meaning that these corporations are finding loopholes to accumulate even more wealth than before. The paper linked such behavior to deeply rooted societal issues like the succession or inheritance of wealth. Korean conglomerates, known as chebars, take part in this sort of behavior to ensure that they stay at the top for generations to come. The Seoul Shimun mentioned that it's not right for the government to meddle too heavily with the economy, but said that Chebar's abusing flaws of legislation for their own profit does not equate to a proper market economy. The paper concluded by advising the government and the National Assembly to effectively execute the regulations and beef up punishment for those who violate them. So the concept of chebar or uh, conglomerates is not exactly a concept that a lot of countries share. Um, mm -hmm. One of the unique um, the situation that Korea actually has, and then the owning uh, the owner families issue, the controversy has been huge here in Korea mm -hmm. lately. But what about uh, Hangyeol? The Hangyeol highlighted the ineffectiveness of the regulations, saying that many criticized them of having too many loopholes when they were first, uh, when the regulations first passed. Um, the paper also said that since the revisions in 2014, cracking down on corporations that broke the rules was too lenient, and that restrictions imposed on the companies in violation were too light. For instance, in 2016, Hanjin Group was found to be the only corporation to violate the regulations, and then Haidt Jillo, Hyosong, and LS were added to the list last year, just after the new chief of the FTC filled the post. 
The Hangyore argued that such lenient gestures toward the conglomerates reflect their unspoken vested rights in society and are keeping them at the top of the economy, remaining unchanged for decades on. And as a result, new and emerging companies feel suffocated by this monopolization of wealth and power, and this does not create a level playing field. The Hangyore was in line with the Seoul Shinmun and said the regulations must be strictly implemented and that further revisions must be made to allow more companies to be subject to the rules and strengthen punishment in case of violation. And this would be the only way to root out this problem and improve the current situation within the domestic economy. And now uh, let's shift gears and get into the second topic on commercial banks manipulating their lending rates. We covered this during yesterday's Different View segment, but let's get more detail about um, this issue and what did the other newspaper have to say. Okay. Um, first off, the Kyonghyang Shinmun criticized the Financial Supervisory Service, or the FSS, for failing to effectively carry out its duty to supervise the system of calculating lending rates among commercial banks. The paper accused the FSS for being irresponsible in that it tried to dodge the blame, um, claiming that since these transactions were made at individual counters, it cannot disclose the list of banks involved and the amount of damages done. The Kyongyang Shinmun stressed that commercial banks made a 10 trillion won profit from interest rates in the first quarter of this year, and that such lending rate rigging is a serious matter requiring a more thorough investigation. And the paper closed by advising the FSS to start a probe into the banks alleged to have manipulated lending rates at the institutional level and urged commercial banks to stop engaging in illegal, immoral behavior just for the purpose of making more money. So this was obviously a controversial issue yesterday as mm-hmm. well as um, the borrowers. They would not know whether they're uh, being manipulated or whether mm-hmm. they're taking a the right uh, loan rate. But what about the e-daily? The e-daily was on the same page, saying the FSS needs to conduct an official investigation into the banks involved in this issue. Instead of being hush-hush about the list of banks and the amount of money that was practically stolen from customers, the FSS needs to do its duty and first look into whether these transactions were made bank-wide or just by certain staff members. The paper emphasized that the it's not right to try and minimize the severity of the problem by merely refunding the interest amounts back to the customers. And instead, the paper argued that the authorities must not allow the banks to conduct its own internal investigations and that now the prosecutor's office must get involved into the probe. So certainly for the security and the um, trust for mm-hmm. the consumers. They should be a thorough investigation. And mm-hmm. that was grace for the different views. Thank you. Thank you.